Good morning. Happy Pentecost. Happy birthday, church. Uh, today is the day of Pentecost. I am Pastor Michael. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I'm happy to see you all here on this special day in the church calendar. Um, a couple quick things. Uh, annual conferences coming up uh, this following weekend. Uh, so I will be headed out uh, Wednesday with Sarah to go get stuff prepped for that. And Dave will be joining us later uh, as our church representative. Uh, next Sunday, Pastor Tom Seibert will be here with y'all. Um, so, no, not Burdette. I don't know. Sorry. Not sure what I'm doing with that one. Try that again. Pastor Tom Burdette will be here with y'all next Sunday. Uh, so, um, you know, welcome him with open arms the way I know that you will. Um, and do we have other announcements? Uh, <laughs> hey, uh -huh. Bob's got one too. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Uh, team, we got a couple of new months coming up. Uh, I'm going to need some ushers for the next two or three months. And uh, we had some good ones this month. I checked them all out and Gave her a, gave him an A minus anyhow. Anyhow, <laughs> thank you. My turn. Yeah. <laughs> Today's a really special day. Sarah, can you come up? Boys, can you come up? Um, you may have heard that Michael's getting ordained next week. Woohoo! <laughs> so. So, we're going to have a little presentation. Today, we recognize the upcoming ordination of Reverend Michael Vollmer as an elder in the Michigan Conference of the United Methodist Church. This is a significant moment in the life of all candidates for elder and the congregation they serve. Sandy is going to be bringing up some gifts, which you really have to open the gift. Okay. Thank you. Will you all please join me in the congregational response? We are blessed to be in ministry with you. In recognition and support of all your work and preparation, we offer these gifts. What? Advice. Thank you very, very much. There's a, a story that goes along with the stoles that we are presenting Mike with. Um, the stole is the symbol of the elder in the United Methodist Church. It is placed on the shoulders of each candidate for the first time after the laying on of hands by the presiding bishop and elders assisting during the conference ordination service. Will you please join me in the prayer? O oh, holy God, today we lift up the ministry and appreciate the 
This is a time of celebration, and we rejoice with Michael. And we rejoice with Michael. We are, we are blessed to have witnessed this final portion of his journey. We pray that Michael will be filled with the Holy Spirit during this sacred time and throughout the coming years of ministry. Bless these gifts as symbols of the congregation's support and encouragement. Inspire our work together in building your kingdom on earth in this church and in this community. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very, very much. I am very excited to be able to wear these when I come back because you can't wear them until you're ordained. I'm not sure what happens, but I don't want to find out. Thank you very much. Uh, Sarah, in my office on the door, there's the... Okay. Do you have any other announcements? Okay. Anything from anyone in the congregation before we get started? Going once, twice, sold. Awesome. Well, that is some of the, the ministry and the, the things we do here at our church. If you ever have a question about any of it, please come and see me or the person who is speaking about it, and we'll tell you more. Uh, there are lots of opportunities to get involved in the stuff that we do here, so uh, never hesitate to, to ask. Um, I'm going to turn things over to our praise band in a second here. You're going to need the green thin hymnal worship and song and the thin black faith we sing hymnal uh, for our first two. So uh, see if you can find those in your pew, and if you don't see one, check the one in front or behind you. Okay. They all have the routine. Let us go ahead, and uh, as you're gathering your music... Let's go ahead and stand together if you can. Let's stand on the first song, and then we'll be seated on the second. The first one is in the green hymnal, 3121. Green hymnal, 3121. If you believe and I believe, and we'll sing this together twice. I shared with a few of you, it may be new to us, but it's an oldie and probably a goodie because blessed quietness, blessed quietness in the black hymnal, 
2142. The words and music were written around 1897 and 1900. So this is an oldie and hopefully a goodie. This is blessed quietness. Let's do verses 1, 2, 3, and 5. prayer. Holy God, like a rushing wind, your spirit moved upon the first disciples on the day of Pentecost, and like a purifying fire, your spirit seared their hearts and minds. 
message of salvation. Send your spirit upon your church in this time and place. Stir up our courage and roots us for the prophetic witness that we may join with them in proclaiming to the world your mighty deeds of power in Jesus Christ. Amen. With thanksgiving for God's gifts to us, let us offer ourselves and the fruits of our labor for God's work in the world.
If you would rise as you are able and join in our doxology number 95 in the hymnal. Almighty God, we have opened our hands to you, and our hands have been filled with good things. Receive the gifts we bring in gratitude for your care for us, and help us to bless you with dedication of our lives. Through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. It is now a time for all of God's children. I'd like to invite our children and you to come hang out with me for a few minutes. And remember, you are all children of God. You are all welcome to come forward and hang out. That's the only way you're getting a sucker, so. Oh. Good morning. So, today is what? Do you remember what I said today was? Pentecost. And on Pentecost, we celebrate the birthday of the church. And Pastor Michael hopefully can turn pages. So, how do you guys celebrate your birthdays? How do you celebrate your birthday? With cake and friends. With cake and friends? Yeah, that sounds good. What about you? Uh, games, balloons, and presents. Games and balloons and presents. Those sound like great ways to have fun on a birthday, right? Yeah, yeah what else? And spending time with each other. Spending time with each other, yeah. So I want to read you the story of Pentecost and I'm going to show you, there are all these people gathered together. And do you know what those things above their heads are? Uh, what do they kind of look like? So they're, they're flames, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read you the story. The disciples were waiting in a house. Suddenly, a sound like wind filled the entire house. The disciples looked around and saw little flames of fire on each of them. It was the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, that would be with them always. The disciples began to speak other languages. They were all surprised. Some asked each other, what does this mean? People outside the house heard the noises. What is happening, the people wondered. Peter told the people, God has sent the Holy Spirit to us. That is what you have heard. The people listened to Peter. He told them about Jesus. Peter helped the people to believe in Jesus and told them to be baptized. The Holy Spirit will be given to you, Peter told the people. The people believed and were baptized. So I wonder... How did the disciples feel when the Holy Spirit arrived? What do you think? Do you think they were scared, maybe, at first? Maybe, like, excited or happy. Yeah, I bet they were excited. And, and all of a sudden, they started being able to talk to each other in different languages, languages they didn't know. That had to be pretty cool, right? 
Okay, can you do a repeat after me prayer with me? Dear God, thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. Amen. I need your help with one more thing. That's right, the Lord's Prayer. You ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me. You can have a sucker if you want. You find one? Okay. And I'd like to invite the rest of you to rise as you are able and turn to hymn number 603, Come Holy Ghost, Our Hearts Inspire. seated. Now is the time that we bring before God and God's people the things that weigh upon our hearts and our minds as well as those that give us cause for great celebration. Do we have any joys or concerns we'd like to lift up this morning? Um, I just like to request prayers for my granddaughter Peyton. She had a fall in gym class and somebody landed on top of her and she had a really bad break in her thumb. They had to put her to sleep for a little bit and put it all back together and she's in like a brace and a soft wrap. Uh, she sees a surgeon Tuesday. We're praying there'll be no pins and you know, the erector set, you know, all the parts they put in. But I think there will be because it just won't heal, I don't think. So prayers, this is just kind of stinks because it's summertime and we can't go swimming. So. <laughs> 
for joining here. I have my daughter and son-in-law and my grandbaby, Elizabeth. Have any others? If there's no one else, I got a couple things to say. Uh, want your prayers in that as uh, next week I won't be here. But I'll be down in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, as my grandson is getting married down there. Awesome. And another nice thing about it is my daughter's coming in from Minnesota, and she's going to marry them. Awesome. So we need some blessings, and we need some good travel, please. Thank Absolutely. You. Oh, just a second. Just an update on Leon. He is home, of course, and um, ruling the roost, so to speak. He's doing uh, pretty well. He won't say that if you ask him, but I think he's doing pretty well. We're still going to dialysis. Uh, we tried to fix up the stuff that you do at home, and I think because of uh, his condition, we cannot do that. But we're dealing with it the best we can, and it's going pretty well. Thank you. All right. If you would grab your faith, we sing the thin black hymnal again. We are going to use number 2086, Open Our Eyes, as our invitation to prayer. our prayers this morning, I invite you when you hear me say the words, Almighty God, to reply with hear our prayer. Let us unite our hearts and minds in prayer for our world, saying, Almighty God, hear our prayer. For the church throughout the world, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Inspire the sons and daughters of your church for prophetic witness to your truth, and upon old and young, give clarity of vision to acknowledge your saving power in the world. For nations of the world and its leaders, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Overcome the babble of misunderstanding among the nations, and let all people hear in their own language and recognize in their own culture your unifying message of love. For planet Earth, our home, almighty God, hear our prayer. By your spirit, renew the earth, make us good stewards of its resources, 
and teach us to enjoy its abundance rightly. For those in need of healing, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Among those known to us, God, we pray for Peyton and Leon. Send your healing spirit upon those who are sick in body or mind. Restore them to health and restore to them the joy of salvation. For our neighbors and members of our civic community, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Teach us to be good neighbors, to live in peace with one another, and in friendship share the joys and burdens of daily life. For our children, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Bless our children, protect them from danger, and help parents and caregivers nurture them so that they may mature in wisdom and grow in grace. For our enemies, Almighty God, hear our prayer. Bless our enemies and show us how we may do good to them for the sake of Jesus Christ. For the many blessings you bestow upon us, Almighty God, hear our prayer. We give thanks to you for time with our family and loved ones. We give thanks for the opportunity to celebrate things like weddings, when we see two people come together in marriage. We ask that you would watch over them, guide them, help them to always love, respect, and care for one another. We also ask you in this time for safe travels as we go about our days and as we travel greater distances. Help us to always have patience and show mercy and grace. May we arrive safely. In your mercy, almighty God, receive our prayers and according to your wisdom, provide all that we need through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would please join me in our prayer for illumination. Almighty God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to us in the language of our hearts that we may hear your word with understanding and answer your call with confidence. Amen. Our first scripture meeting this morning is from 1 Corinthians 12, 3b through 13. This was written by Paul. Now, perhaps you don't really realize that of the 27 books in the New Testament, Paul is given credit for 17 of them. Not all written by him, but by his disciples and followers. So Paul has quite a big part in the New Testament. This can be found on page 1136 and 1137 in the Pew Bibles. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except the Holy Spirit, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of work, but all of them and in everyone. It is the same God that works. Now to each other, to each one, 
the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the command, common good. To one there is giving through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge, that means of the same Spirit, and another faith by the same Spirit, and another gift of healing by that one Spirit. To gather miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguished between spirits, to another speaks in a different kind of tongue, and still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Just as the body through one has many parts, but all is many parts from one body, so it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jewish or Gentile, slave or free, we are all given the one spirit to drink. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now, will you stand and sing the hymn of the spirit song?
may be seated. Our second reading for this morning can be found on page 1078. We are in the book of Acts, or also known as the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cassadopia, Pontus, and Asia, Figra and Pamphila, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show you wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. Awesome and powerful God, you sent your Son into the world that the world might be saved through him and that we might learn how to love you and to love our neighbors. You then sent your Holy Spirit on that first Pentecost to be the spark to ignite a movement that would literally change the world. And even still to this day, the Holy Spirit moves and creates new sparks, ignites new movements, calls and leads us to new things. Help us, especially in the face of changes that may make us weary or fearful. Help us to follow your Holy Spirit with trust and with the joy that resurrection people know. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place, be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again to you all. 
I want to thank you for joining us and participating in our worship service today, whether you are here in person or joining us via the internet or listening to this later on in our podcast or our call-in number. We are thankful for you. Each and every single one of you are a blessing to this world. You are also a beloved child of God and a cherished sibling in Jesus Christ. You are always and forever loved unconditionally and worthy of being mercy, love, and grace. Today is the final Sunday in our sermon series, Building Blocks, that we began on the second Sunday of Easter and bring to a close today on Pentecost Sunday. Throughout this series, we've been using stories of the early church from the Revised Common Lectionary in the hopes of learning more about some of the fundamentals of faith. We've been trying to work together through the question, what commitments are foundational to our Christian identity? So far, we've looked at becoming a believer, recognizing Jesus, living in community, asking questions, sharing our faith, and seeking guidance together. Now, some of the stories that we have used for each week actually occurred chronologically after the events of Pentecost. And this is done by the Revised Common Lectionary as a way so that the season of Easter builds up to and ends with the special events of the first Pentecost. Those events are foundational not only to our faith, but also to the identity and organization of the early church. As Christians, it is important to remember as we wrestle with that question about what commitments are foundational to our Christian identity, that we claim belief in things that we cannot see. We experience the resurrected Christ. We also learn to share in community, to ask questions as we grow in our faith, to help draw connections for those with different beliefs, to draw strength from shared prayer, and maybe most importantly, to value all people as a part of the body of Christ. We will close out our sermon series this morning, focusing on our reading from the second chapter of the book of Acts, as I mentioned, also known as the Acts of the Apostles, on this Pentecost Sunday, a day we also refer to as the birthday of the church. Now, I can remember years ago when I was in second grade, one of the few memories that I think I've held on to from my childhood. It was the first or second week of the school year, in the end of August. And it was a normal day, a Tuesday, actually. Nothing really special. Or at least that's how it started. In the middle of our quiet reading time, while I was enjoying reading The Magician's Nephew, part of the Chronicles of Narnia series, we all heard a very loud siren begin to scream out. It was a tornado siren. Now in the suburbs of Illinois where I grew up and where Sarah grew up, the tornado sirens were tested on the first Wednesday of each month. But we were in the final week of the month, and it was not a Wednesday. It was a Tuesday. So this was no test. Our teacher calmly instructed us to get in line and file out to the hallway and get in the protective crouching stance along the wall of lockers. And we stayed there for what felt like forever. But then the siren stopped, and we finally brought, we were brought back into our classroom and got back to learning. Later in the day, I overheard a few of the teachers talking about how they could hear the rush 
of violent winds roaring like a freight train. But in truth, we were very lucky. Despite hearing the wind, no, no tornado ever touched down by our school or even in our town. Unfortunately, the city of Plainfield, Illinois, was not so lucky. The 1990 Plainfield tornado was a violent tornado that killed 29 people and injured over 350 more. It was an F5 tornado and apparently the only one ever recorded in August in the United States. And it was the only F5 tornado to strike the Chicagoland area up to that point. That was over 30 years ago, but I can still remember it almost perfectly. You know, sometimes the Spirit of God falls on us like a late spring breeze, encouraging us gently in a new direction. And then other times, well, other times the movement of the Holy Spirit looks and feels and sounds more like a tornado, one that pulled water right up out of the Plainfield River, while at the same time spitting out debris into the sky like birds in frantic flight. We must remember that there is a significant difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. A watch occurs when the atmospheric conditions are right for a tornado to occur. A warning is when a tornado has been identified. Now there's a meme on the internet that I think it helps explain this using tacos. When you have all the ingredients for a taco, but you haven't yet made a taco, that's a taco watch. Once the taco is made, however, then you have a taco warning. So we keep watch, so we will be ready to move. Seven weeks have now passed since the resurrection and the men and women who loved Jesus and tried their best to understand what he wanted for them, they remained huddled in a rented room, attentive as they pray, and ponder and puzzle about what has befallen them and then what may come next. The conditions were right and suddenly a severe spiritual event occurs, moving beyond the watch phase into a full-on warning. The wind blows and the tongues of fire appear and suddenly People who do not know each other's languages understand what is being said. As I mentioned before, we call today the birthday of the church as if tongues of flame were a benign or were as benign as little birthday candles. But instead, imagine the faithful friends of Jesus, shocked, terrified, transfixed, and amazed. Imagine thousands more in the neighborhood caught up in a storm of God's power, a manifestation of the Spirit of God, just as promised by Jesus. As much as we celebrate Pentecost as this birthday of the church, and we tend to normalize the events like a tone we might find at a birthday party of a middle-aged friend, that is not what it was. We want a soft hand, a gentle breeze, a kindly prompt about our spiritual gifts and how to use them. And sometimes that is what we get. 
Sometimes we get that gentle nudge, that soft whisper, that simple and easy aha moment. We prefer the peace of the predictable. We do not want to lose what we are accustomed to. We prefer to stay put, even when we know things are less than satisfactory. And moving into the unknown, well, that's risky. Even as the wind swirls around us, sounding like a freight train, the vibrations shaking the building, we hang on to what we know. We hope the storm will go by and leave us huddled safely in a basement or a solid brick school hallway. But when the conditions are right, when we give ourselves over to God and we pray sincerely to be guided and to put to use, that is when we need to watch out for the tornado that is coming. The Holy Spirit is very real. The Holy Spirit is alive and active all over the world. And the Holy Spirit will change a person. The Holy Spirit will change a church. When the Spirit shows up, no matter where or when, when that Spirit shows up, we will be moved. When whipped, we cannot go back to our lives as if nothing has happened. It just doesn't work that way. It cannot work that way. Because when our inward lives have been illuminated by God's flame, blown open by God's wind, our outward lives have to respond. That's just how it works. So now we need to ask ourselves something. Is there a significant risk that the Holy Spirit will blow into this church like the rush of a violent wind? Are the conditions just right? And are you ready and willing to follow where the Spirit leads? And I pray that you are, because I truly believe from the things I am seeing happening in this church, things happening within this faith community, I fully believe that we are on the edge of such things. I believe that the Spirit is going to lead us on such a path and will bring us to something greater and make us into something greater. Amen. I'd like to invite you to rise as you are able for our closing hymn found in the faith we sing, the thin black hymnal number 2223, They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love. <coughs>
Beloved children of God and siblings in the resurrected Lord, be witnesses of our Lord Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, who sits at the right hand of God in glory, and who sends the Holy Spirit to empower us for the service in his name. And now may the grace of God the Father bless you with peace. May the love of Christ God's Son sustain you in joy. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with courage that you may show that you are Christian by your love this day and forevermore. Bless the Lord. Alleluia. Amen. Thank you.